night, and we are live. You're probably coming from the Donald Trump rally. Welcome, CTN on tonight, onto the platform. Appreciate all that. We're banned off of YouTube, but you can find us at Aaron Yeager, Y-A-G-E-R, on YouTube. You can find us there. We're streaming on his because we were banned for vaccine misinformation, which, of course, was not vaccine misinformation. 55 minutes of fury. Here we go. Pick from Martha's Vineyard. Hate to spend all this time on Martha's Vineyard, but the hypocrisy is too delicious to ignore. Here's the sign that's all over Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard. This is their motto. We respect women. We value black lives. We stand with LGBTQ community members. We stand with immigrants and refugees, which they banned off their island in less than 36 hours, with indigenous, with the military and with FEMA, banned the 50 immigrants that were that were placed on their island, banned them within 36 hours, using the military, use FEMA, that's not on their sign. And with people all, of all faiths, we stand with our community. Of course, that's all bold-faced lies, because like I said, the 50 illegal immigrants that were placed there by Ron DeSantis as a favor to them because they are a sanctuary island. They booted off the island in less than 36 hours using the military and FEMA. Michael Seafort, Michael Seafort tweet, Martha's Vineyard response to 50 illegals being sent to them was to declare a humanitarian crisis. I forgot that part. First of all, they declared a humanitarian crisis, one of the richest places on the planet, Barack Obama has 29 acres, his mansion's worth between 11 and $15 million. Plenty of room for all these 50 people, along with 11 to 12 rooms inside his, his mansion, which could have housed all 50 illegal Im- immigrants. However, and by the way, of course, Oprah has a house there. Rosie has a house there. The Bushes have a house there. None of them offered their houses. None of them allowed them to get behind the walls that you are not allowed to have. None of them allowed them to get past their armed uh, security that you're not allowed to have. But at first, they declared a humanitarian crisis. Then they activated 125 soldiers, National Guard soldiers, and shipped them out of their town in less than 24 hours. You literally can't make this up. There's actually a funny video. I just didn't include it because it's just so hypocritical. It just wasn't worth showing. They have all these idiots on Martha's Vineyard running along the bus. Bye, bye, they were doing it after they gave them all that care for somewhere between 24 and 36 hours, 50 people for 24 hours when it's 5,000 a week coming into Del Rio, Texas. They're, they're so committed that they actually fed. None of them, none of these immigrants were welcomed into one private residence. Not one of all these sanctuary folks. Not one illegal immigrant was welcomed into anybody's home, their personal home. However, they made sure that they kicked them off the island in 24 to 36 hours, declaring an emergency and and activating their National Guard for the state of Massachusetts and FEMA made sure that they were all moved off the island. There's plenty of room for them on Martha's Vineyard. Why, if you are a sanctuary island, why would you not welcome them? Why would you not find them jobs? Why would you not find them housing? Why would you not feed them? You got all these liberal idiots all over Twitter right now quoting Jesus about feeding the hungry. Why would you not feed them? Why wouldn't you do it instead of throwing it onto the government in our $31 trillion worth of debt that Joe Biden has amassed in less than two years in office? All right, uh, Greg Price tweet. They're declaring 50 people being flown to a town that takes thousands of visitors per year, a humanitarian crisis. They have thousands of people go on to Martha's Vineyard for tourist, for the touristry industry, for, for the tourist industry every year. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands. There's no hotels. There's no rooms. There's no anything. Don't worry. We have the receipts. Go to the next one for me. Oh, Tucker Carlson. Great summation right here. Play it for me. Hear that? Hear that? 
Illegal immigration is not a burden. It's a gift, Dumbo. So Martha's Vineyard received an enormous gift last night. Think of it like a perpetual Christmas, but noisier. And you can't beat the timing as Karine Jean-Pierre just reminded us today at the White House, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. Perfect. So roll with it, Martha's Vineyard. Things are about to change a lot for you, but that's okay. Radical destructive change is the essence of anti-racism. And as you've told us so many times, you support anti-racism, lest we need to remind you. And in any case, pretty soon you'll have no memory of the way things were before. Martha's Vineyard will feel and look just like El Paso, and that will all seem normal to you. What's El Paso like, you wonder? Haven't been there lately? Okay, well, here's some recent pictures. I want to show you an exact look of what we're seeing out here. We're right next to the Greyhound bus station, where, as we've been telling you for days now, migrants, mostly a large group of Venezuelans, have been using this area as a temporary camp and a home. Now take a look at this video from earlier this morning and overnight, where you can see migrants have set up sleeping arrangements on cardboard and mattresses in this same spot here outside the bus station. D'Agostito and other city leaders said their number one priority is to avoid people on the streets. But since CBP has been so overwhelmed with the large large numbers coming in, they have been forced to release as such. As more and more people have been on the streets in recent days, sanitation and cleanliness have become a concern out here. We're not seeing any porta potties or temporary toilets, showers or sinks, and as you can imagine, the smell is beginning to add up. Oh, wow. Look, El Paso is Venezuelans too. And that's why tonight it's redolent of diversity, brimming with the gift of illegal immigration. That'll be Edgartown, Massachusetts soon. But we can't stop there, why would we? If we're really going to make Martha's Vineyard look like the world the people who vacation on Martha's Vineyard have created for the rest of us, we're going to need to import graffiti artists and armed robbers and subway rapists and the drug-addicted homeless community. Many, many of those. And their tents. There you go. Now, that's a border community. That's the one that actually Kamala Harris visited was El Paso because it's actually nowhere near the, 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 the southern border itself. It's just where a lot of illegal immigrants, a lot of illegal aliens end up being. But don't worry, the smell is beginning to add up. Martha's Vineyard, is one, every single person lives on Martha's Vineyard, votes for an open southern border and is a sanctuary city advocate. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't need that. It doesn't matter what names they call you. They're gonna, they already call you a racist, a xenophobe, a homophobe. Anyway, just go ahead and keep sending them. Greg Abbott, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, keep sending him. You know, Ducey in Arizona's kind of heard, heard much from him lately. He needs to send them. Send them to Martha's Vineyard. He had another couple buses today. I believe it was three buses ended up at the at, at Kamala Harris, at Kamala Harris's residence. That's, this is exactly what needs to happen. Make them live with the policies that they advocate and love. Make them live with the people that they affect. Let them live with them, and we will see all of these policies change. Chuck Cholesterol tweet, breaking report. Democrat-run El Paso, which we just showed you on the Tucker Carlson show, Texas approved $2 million to be spent over the next 16 months to send illegal immigrants to other cities. And what, namely, that what, the main other city that El Paso has signed a contract with and the mayor of, which is New York City, Eric Adams has said that their city is already overrun and they do not have the resources for it. Just so you know, Democrat-run El Paso 
has signed a multi-million dollar contract with Democrat-run NYC, and NYC says that they are overloaded with illegal immigrants. Make them live with the policies they advocate and love. Anomaly video, D.C. Mayor Bowser. You know, she's had bus. Now she's gotten, I believe it's eight to 9,000 so far have been shipped to D.C. Hey, an area, D.C. is kind of a, a, a multi-jurisdictional area. It's huge. Millions of people live there. But somehow she's already overwhelmed. Play it for me. We're not a border town. We don't have an infrastructure uh, to handle uh, this this type of and a level of immigration to our city. But we will will create a new normal here in our infrastructure and have a, a humane welcome for people and an efficient, um, you know, service provision. But we we don't have the ability. We're not Texas. We don't have the ability. We're not Texas. Texas doesn't have the ability. Numb nuts. How does does, being a border community suddenly gives you the ability to deal with the influx of 5,000 people a week at times, five to 10,000 a day because you're somehow, because you're geographically located on the border, you somehow have the ability to deal with hundreds of thousands. Joe Biden is going to let in 5 million people in his first two years in office that we know about, which means it's actually one to five times that many, according to, to CBP statistics. So upwards of 10 million people. And just because you're Del Rio, Texas, or El Paso, Texas, because you are Texas, according to this galactic idiot moron, Muriel Bowser, she thinks, well, they're just equipped. How are they equipped? Name how they're equipped. Where, where Do they have mass structures? No. Do they have mass bathrooms? No. Do they have mass food? No. Does the federal government do anything for them? Absolutely not. The mayors, on, the mayors on these, in these border towns are crying out to the federal government. We don't have the resources. And what does Joe Biden do? What does Kamala Harris do? What does Mayorkas do? Absolutely nothing. But somehow she's under the delusion. See, these people live in delusion. That's why you have to send them, send them the fruits of their policies. Let them live with their policies so that they are ripped out of their delusion. Somehow Del Rio, Texas, El Paso, the Rio Grande Valley, they just have all these resources. They have no resources, moron. You have way more than they do. These people live in absolute abstract delusion. All right, Amelia Akita video happening now. Migrants flown into Martha's Vineyard by Florida's governor. Our boarding buses, play it for me. So they come in on a bus one day, out the next by the lovers of the immigrants. I mean, less than 24 hours. It's somewhere between 24 and 36 hours. I'm going to go with the tweet that says less than 24 hours. So in less than 24 hours, they come in and they go out by the lovers of illegal migrants, by the, by, by the town that has these posters all over town that says that we love, we are basically a sanctuary city. Why aren't they staying there? There's umpteen millions and millions of dollars on Martha's Vineyard. Plenty of money to pay for 50 people to live there for a year or two while we bust in another 50 in the next day and another 50 in the next day and then 100, then 200. That's what needs to happen every day to Chicago, to Martha's Vineyard, to Aspen to the Hamptons, to New York City, to Philadelphia, to LA, to San Francisco, every day, ship them to the people who advocate for the policies of an open border. Ship them to make them live with it. Do not have compassion. And I'm not talking about on the illegal immigrants. Treat them humanely, of course, but do not have compassion. Do not offer them any more money. They're already sanctuary cities. No compassion. 
No additional resources. They can deal with the policies they love. That doesn't sound very Christ-like, Tom, to not have compassion. No, it's give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Your compassion is holy. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Neither cast ye pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. We have enabled the Democratic Party for too long. They need to live with their policies, period. All right, Nick Adams tweet. The Obamas have 29 acres on Martha's Vineyard, Vineyard, plenty of room to build housing for illegal migrants who need a shelter. Absolutely right. Here's more on that. Charlie Kirk tweet. The same community that sprung up this party tent for Barack Obama, five, uh, 500 party, 500 person birthday party. Remember in the midst of COVID unmasked, you weren't allowed to do that, but they are. So let, let me just go over that real quick. So at Barack Obama's party, he had armed security. You're not allowed to have, he had a wall. You're not allowed to have, he didn't wear a mask that you had to wear a mask and you had to wear a mask. He had a, he had a gathering of 500 people in a closed tent that you weren't allowed to have. He, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't six feet, six foot apart from everybody around him that you had to be. So just so you know, it's a hierarchical hypocrisy and we need to call them out on it by making them live with the policies that they love. Make them live with the fruits of their own labor. Instead of sheltering them from them, we need to drop off illegal, illegal aliens at Katy Perry's house. We need to drop them off at Gavin Newsom's house, Leonardo DiCaprio's house, Mitt Romney's house. Mitch McConnell's house there. I'm an equal opportunity offender. So you got here we have Barack, the same community that sprung up this party tent for Barack Hussein Obama 500 person birthday party last year suddenly can't find anywhere to house 50 illegal aliens. Strange. Here's a pick of the tent just so you know. That, why, why, if you can spring that up in 24, 36 hours, why wouldn't you just move all the illegals into your private residences for a few days while you build them this beautiful tent and then keep them on Martha's Vineyard for forever? There's hundreds, there's billions of dollars represented on Martha's Vineyard and nobody can house an illegal immigrant. Strange because they're the ones who are saying, come across the border, you know, build a bigger table instead of a bigger wall. You know, that idiotic statement that I saw posted by a person who used to work for me. Yeah, absolute idiocy, but they won't do it. So we'll build the bigger table. Chuck Colestro tweet, breaking report. Investigation reveals dozens of rooms and properties. So here's the thing. The report came out. It was, there was an inventory done of all the available rooms on Martha's Vineyard. Investigation reveals dozens of rooms and properties available on Airbnb on Martha's Vineyard. Why wasn't this paid for by Barack and Michelle Obama? Why have we not even heard from Barack Obama? Why, why have we not heard from Michelle Obama? Where, where's the open arms? I don't understand. I mean, they, they bought their $12 million mansion on Martha's Vineyard that's supposed to be underwater. Remember, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to burn too much CO2 because you'll raise the ocean levels and actually over and flood their island, which of course they don't actually believe. They're just using that to control you. However, so yeah, I, I, we haven't heard from, the Bushes live on Martha's Vineyard too. I haven't heard them. Kennedys, haven't heard from the Kennedys. All these people are so compassionate for, for the, uh, haven't heard from Oprah, haven't heard from Rosie. Nobody, all these people who live on Martha's Vineyard haven't heard one word from them yet. Haven't, you know, they don't even have to open up their private homes. Why aren't they just saying, you know, how much, how, much, how much does an Airbnb cost overnight, Aaron? Do you have any idea? 150, we'll say 150 to 500 bucks at most. And all these billionaires, and, or let me, let me speak Bernie for you, billionaires and trillionaires and millionaires, none of them, none of them can afford a one-nighter for any of these illegal immigrants, you know, because they love to spend your money, not their own. 
You ought to do this sometime. Pull it up on Google. Comparing conservative charitable giving versus Democratic Party charitable giving. They give nothing. Barack Hussein Obama, Michelle Obama give nothing. Joe Biden gives nothing. That's who these people are. Hierarchical hypocrisy. Uh, rooms and properties available, dozens of rooms and, and properties available. So plenty, plenty of rooms available to just simply house 50 people. On Airbnb, on Airbnb in Martha's Vineyard. After homelessness director, the homelessness director on Martha's Vineyard. What? There's a homeless problem on Martha's Vineyard? After homelessness director claimed 50 illegal immigrants could not stay because the island has no affordable housing. Right now in New York City, they're staying in five-star hotels. Why didn't this happen in Martha's Vineyard? Why, why is that? And why is there a homeless director on Martha's Vineyard? All right, Raheem Kassam tweet. And just like that, NBC News began referring to illegal immigrants as trash. Go right to the next one for me, Will. I'm going to read it to you. Now, you, you, can, you can guess this was expeditiously taken down. You don't wonder why. See, everything that they project on you. And remember who works for 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 NBC, you, got, you know you had the Cuomos, you have you know all these other you know NBC because you have MSNBC and NBC. Remember all those that that, that call you names and call you a race. Oh, Cuomos or CNN. So just remember all that. I can't remember them offhand right now, but just the various the very you know Rachel Maddow's one that call you a racist. Brian Stel- well, Brett Selter, CNN. Yes, he's CNN. He just got fired off CNN. But yeah, I intermingle them. They're all the same, so it's difficult to remember who works for who. So anyway, Joy Reid, MSNBC, calls you a racist. Just remember, they're always projecting onto you that which they are. It comes out, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, Jesus speaking. Florida Governor DeSantis, NBC News says, Florida Governor DeSantis sending asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard is like me taking my trash out and just driving to different areas where I live and just throwing my trash, every, throwing my trash there. A founding member of a foundation which helps refugees says. So the, the people who allegedly help refugees call them trash. You see, this comes from people all of these refugees that they would help, I'll do the simple math. Say you had a four-year-old refugee, four years old on the dime. Four years and one day ago, they would slaughter that kid in the womb. That's who the pro-illegal immigration crowd is. That's who they are. They are of their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires, who was a murderer from the beginning. John chapter 8, verse 44. All right, go to the next one for me. Chuck Cholesterol Treat, breaking report, MSNBC reporter, forced to admit live on the air. I love when they out themselves. I love when they face plant on national TV, on air, that migrants are not angry at Ron DeSantis. Got that video ready for me? Play it. I'm here to Martha's Vineyard. So uh, there's activists here, Jose, that are saying that these people were victims of human trafficking. They want an investigation from the Justice Department onto what Governor DeSantis is doing, what Governor Greg Abbott is doing, because they're saying that these people are being abused and used uh, to bring a border crisis deeper into the country. Now, I can tell you they are not angry at uh, Ron DeSantis. They are actually 
thanking him for having brought them to Martha's Vineyard, where they were they were very well received. But other people, well, they're saying they're being used as political pawns. They don't resent it for now, uh, and they know they're the lucky ones. Um, that wasn't the report that they wanted. That wasn't the report that MSNBC wanted. Speaking of galactic idiots, Ben Shapiro on Gavin Newsom, he's saying that DeSantis is sending children across the state lines as political props. By the way, they're also claiming that DeSantis and Abbott are trafficking humans now. They're going to try to prosecute them because they've weaponized the DOJ, which is all garbage, of course. Because why would you, how can you, how can you accuse uh, Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott of tra- trafficking people what, 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 when for over, I don't know, a year, year and a half, two years now, Joe Biden has been flying copious amounts of flights all over the United States in the dead of night. Remember remember the uh, the press conference where Jen Psaki was asked by Peter Ducey, what about all these flights in the middle of the night? Well, they're not really in the middle of the night. They're early in the morning. Early in the morning, 2 a.m.? 3 a.m., that's the middle of the night, Peppermint Patty. But that's, but that's what Joe Biden was doing for years, you know, a year and a half, two years, flying them all over, never notified. That's one of the beefs that Ron DeSantis had. You have flights coming into Tampa, fly, not Tampa, Jacksonville, in the middle of the night, nobody even knew, just illegals. And then you had a murder from one of those people that was shipped here, a murderer in the state of Florida from an illegal alien who was shipped here without any notification. They weren't notified. Joe Biden wasn't notifying the city. He wasn't notifying the county. He wasn't notifying the state. These people were just showing up. That's what he was doing. So I guess he was trafficking in humanity too. But here, here's Ben Shapiro on Gavin Newsom's galactic hypocrisy. Play it for me. Gavin Newsom so clearly running for president. So he's putting out statements like this one. Dear Attorney General Garland, like millions of Americans, I've been horrified at the images of migrants being shipped on buses and planes across the country to be used as political props. Oh, you mean like every single day border policy under the Obama and Biden administrations, would, would that be what, what you're talking about here? Clearly, transporting families, including children, across state lines under false pretenses is morally reprehensible, but it also may be illegal. By the way, I should note here that when we are talking about morally reprehensible, he's saying that shipping illegal immigrants, like giving them the opportunity and the choice to get on a bus to go to New York City from Texas or to go to Martha's Vineyard on a plane, that this is reprehensible and immoral. That is shipping children across state lines as political props. Gavin Newsom simultaneously is putting up billboards in South Dakota, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, South Carolina, Oklahoma, and Texas, specifically telling women that they should come to California to kill their babies. That, by the way, is not using children as political props. It's just bringing children across state lines so they can be killed. One of these things is super immoral and one of these things is not super immoral, I I noticed. But Gavin Newsom is the height of morality, obviously. By the way, he also has a bill in the state of California that if mommy and daddy disagree about transing their child and mommy grabs the kid and goes to California, they can trans the child over there. So that when you talk about using children as, a, as political tools, California is second to nobody. There is no running from this subject matter. They claim to be advocates for illegals that they would gleefully kill in the womb before they ever even had the opportunity to be an illegal. And then you have Gavin Newsom saying, you know what, if you want to lop off your child's penis, California is wide open. You see, these people are absolute demonic. They are absolute demon-possessed people. That's who they are. They claim to be advocates, you know, humanitarians and advocates for illegals, advocates for women. And, you know, it's funny. You think about that when it comes to women. You have Gavin Newsom, the Democratic Party, and the globalist left. They all claim to be advocates for women. When you have 41.2 million abortions per year, that's at least 20 million women 
butchered the woman. Then you have, you know, the, say you have the homosexual advocacy lobby, the transgender lobby. You're also killing a lot of future transgenders in the womb. You're also killing a lot of future gay people in the womb. But, it, but allegedly, they're advocates for these people. If you kill them, how are you an advocate for them? In any way, shape, or form. All right, Laverne Spicer tweet. If Kamala was a real ally to women, remember that she's the borders are. She's in charge of the border. Now just think about, think about being in charge of a border that you've allowed 5 million people to cross in less than two years. What did, what did Trump have? Less than 1 million per year. That's what Trump has. And it's more than double, 2.5 million last year, and it'll be close to 3 million this year. So she's doubled it. She's, she's doubled it plus another half. So it's 1.5 times the amount. And now this year, almost, almost three times the amount as Trump. But she says the border's closed, of course, right? But if Kamala was a real ally to women, she would be more outraged by women being raped and trafficked daily at the border. Remember this now. You are allegedly for all of these people. Just about every single woman that travels from who, wherever, whether it's Costa Rica, whether it's Guatemala, whether it's Cuba, whether it's Venezuela, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about those that are, that are brought through Mexico. And I'm talking about of all ages, of all ages, most women are raped on the way. Most, 60% or more are raped on the way. And many of the children, remember all the, we don't, you know, you don't, you don't separate kids from their parents. Most of those people who are acting like the kids' parents were actually shills. They were coyotes that were there to traffic those kids. So you're also bringing, bringing across the border, little girls and boys to be used as pedophile sex slaves. And where, where's Kamala Harris? She's an, I thought she was a child advocate. The ones that actually survive the womb. I thought she was a child advocate. I thought she was an advocate for all of, you know, this, this, she's a compassionate advocate for all of these illegals. Well, where's the compassion for the rapes? Where, where's the compassion for the pedof- pedophilia rapes? Where, where's, where is the, where's the compassion for the sex trafficking rapes on seven and eight year old children? Where, where is that exactly? See, these people are who you think they are. They're absolute demonic monsters. They're demon acts. That's who they are. If Kamala was, re- was a real ally to women, she would be more outraged. She would be at the border by the women being raped and trafficked daily at her border job than about whether women can freely kill their unborn daughters. I love Laverne. This was my favorite tweet of the week. Because it sums up the Democratic Party. I mean, look at that. Look at what she says. She should be more concerned about the women. We have the most unsafe border on the planet. It's the most dangerous border on the planet. On the, in the United States. The United States. I mean, think about the countries. Compare, we're, we're, compare. Think about all the other countries that we're being compared to. Pakistan, Afghanistan, India, China, Russia, Ukraine. And our border is the most dangerous border on the planet. Our southern border is the most dangerous border on the planet. And, it, and, and this border is brought to us by the purveyors of compassion for women. It's just a brilliant summation. If she was really an ally to women, why is she not concerned about the sex trafficking at her border? She's the border czar. Why is she not concerned about the, literally hundreds of rapes a day? 
on the way and at the border, no concern whatsoever. What she's most concerned about is killing the women before they get raped. That's the Democratic Party. Yes, it's demonic because they are full of demons. I don't care what people think. I don't care if it offends them. That's who they are. All right, Thomas, we're switching to vaccines now, switching off of the border and, and Martha's Vineyards. Let's switch, to, let's switch to vaccines. Thomas Massey tweet, last night, Jim Jordan and I spoke on the Ingram angle. Play it for me. Our vaccines are working exceptionally well, but what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. Oh, that's all, the whole reason for the vax mandate. So why is there still a vaccine mandate for our armed forces? Now, thousands have already been booted because of this refusal uh, on the part of, you know, our government to admit the obvious. And the military, a lot of them don't want the vaccine. And there's a new warning that we could lose nearly 100,000 more in just the Army alone when all said and done. Now, this comes at a time when the Army is only hitting about half of its recruitment goals. We talked about that before due to the failed military leadership and the woke priorities. Here now is Kentucky Congressman Thomas Massey. He's demanding answers from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in a new letter. Also with me is Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, ranking member of House Judiciary. Uh, Congressman Massey, first with you. Is it true that the Inspector General told Secretary Austin it was likely violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act? Absolutely. And three months ago, June 2nd, these documents just came out. The Inspector General for the DOD said, by the way, not only do we believe you're probably violating the law, that uh, your reviewers are taking 12 minutes per religious freedom application to review and deny them if they work 10 hours a day and take no breaks. It's virtually impossible. It's a fraud is what it is, and they are not reviewing these uh, applications. By the way, you shouldn't even have to have an application. You just saw the CDC director saying that the whole premise for the vaccine mandate went away when we found out they can't stop the spread of vaccines. And most importantly, for, for not getting the shot that they knew when they told us that it it would stop the uh, you from getting the virus. They knew that wasn't true. I asked Dr. Burks this question two months ago, a little more than two months ago, June 23rd. I asked her a question. I said, Dr. Burks, when the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't get the virus, were they lying or were they guessing? And her response was, uh, well, Congressman, I like, I like to hope that they thought, it, I, I said, is a guess a liar or yeah. a hope? So th that's the problem. So yeah, we do need to look at this but um, this is a matter of national security. Our country's security is yeah. on the line at the southern border. I could spend three hours on the military alone when it comes to vaccinations, and I'm going to try not to do that tonight so I can get to more information. However, just remember that the military still has a vaccine mandate. And by the way, we're one of the very few countries on the globe. My producer, Aaron, sent me a map. We're one of the few countries on the globe that still you're not allowed to travel into if you're not vaccinated. A vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection and the mandate was put in place to stop transmission and infection. And that's exactly, we're still right now discharging dishonorably and honorably and just a no, null and void discharge out of the military, thousands of our soldiers, because they're not vaccinated based on a vaccine mandate to stop transmission, based on a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection. Then all these people are being discharged out of the military. And just remember, as, as, as Thomas Massey said there, that you, you, get a, you put in a form for religious exemption, and I dealt with numerous soldiers here that asked me to sign forms for religious exemptions. They're spending 12 minutes per exemption, 12 minutes per exemption, which is statistically impossible. So nobody's getting a fair shake inside the military. 
And you know, it's, the military is a little bit important right now since we have nuclear Russia inside of Ukraine. And every day China flies over Taiwan and threatens Taiwan and keeps doing amph- amphibious raid simulations for Taiwan. It has the largest Navy and most technically sufficient, uh, proficient Navy on the planet, most technically advanced Navy on the planet. Military is a little important, but we are hemorrhaging soldiers, hemorrhaging Marines, hemorrhaging sailors right now who are smart, you know, who uh, intelligently in, in smart fashion refuse this vaccination. They shouldn't because what's the point? You're going to take the vaccination? I mean, when you have when you have myocarditis up 2,800% and all other maladies inside of the military up 300 to 2,800% in one year and a year and a half, all since the rollout of the vaccines, I wouldn't take it either. We are hemorrhaging employees. Think about where's the logic? I mean, there's, there's no other way to word it. I want to find another way to word it. But where is the logic behind forcing people to take a vaccination to stop transmission and infection when the vaccination doesn't stop transmission or infection. What else is happening in the military? Here's a nice little video from Jack Posobiec breaking U.S. Army recommends soldiers apply for food stamps. Play it for me. But here's what's actually happening for the men and women and the families of our U.S. military. Justthenews.com, great John Solomon. Biden inflation hit soldiers hard as the U.S. Army is now recommending food stamps for our troops. New guidance is pointing soldiers to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program and links them to welfare program websites. What? How could this be? The U.S. Army is now recommending soldiers apply for SNAP benefits, aka food stamps, to help cover the rising costs from inflation. The U.S. Army cites the higher prices on a range of goods because of inflation in its recently released official guidance. Quote, With inflation affecting everything from gas prices to groceries to rent, some soldiers and their families are finding it harder to get by on the budgets they've set and used before. Soldiers of all ranks can seek assistance and guidance and advice through the Army's Financial Readiness Program, and then another guidance point links them to go to apply for food stamps. You're going over to the Middle East, to the sandbox or wherever in the world, potentially to die, well, your wife and kids are home getting put on food stamps because your government keeps printing so much money. Oh, by the way, guess what? Your religious exemption didn't go through. Now you're getting kicked out of the military because you have religious beliefs because you didn't take a vaccine mandate. And now you'll have nothing. God bless the USA. So where's all the money being spent? Well, here, here's an interesting video. out Now, remember, we have war-torn Ukraine. Downtown Kiev, war-torn Ukraine. The next Winston Churchill, Voldemar Zelensky. Our own soldiers are being put on food stamps because there is no budget to actually raise their cost of living, to actually raise uh, their benefits, to raise their salaries. None of that. There's no money for that. But there's 60 to $80 billion available for, for Voldemar Zelensky to fight a war that he will never fight, less than 1% of all of that military aid actually reaches the front lines. That was a CBS report that they quickly took down. So all, while our soldiers are applying for food stamps, while you have men and women back home whose husbands and wives could fight and die overseas, the whole husbands and wives left back in America are applying for food stamps 
while we have 60 to 80 billion dollars being sent over to Ukraine every day there's another allotment 2 billion 4 billion uh 500 million whatever it may be always being sent over to Ukraine in the strangest war ever when you just have celebrities flying in and out benefit conf- uh, concerts being done right in war torn Kiev war torn Ukraine right if you have Volodymyr Zelensky who can by the way world economic forum actor just just like just like Vladimir Putin and Voldemar Zelensky now applying for financial assistance from the Chinese government under their Belt and Road Initiative, Chinese government who's allies with the Russians. Strange, isn't it? So you'll have Voldemar Zelensky be allies with the people who are allies to his alleged enemy. Strange, it's almost like it's on purpose. It's almost like it's on purpose to cause a fuel crisis to cause a food crisis, to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. But here's downtown Ukraine. While our soldiers are applying for you, for, for food stamps, EBT cards, here's what's happening in downtown Ukraine in the strangest war to ever exist. Play it for me. Where, where are the mortars? Where, where's the bombs going? Where, where's, where, where's, the, where's the gunshots? Where, where, where is this happening? We're sending billions and billions of dollars over there. It's almost strange. You've got these three World Economic Forum actors, Xi Jinping, Voldemar Zelensky, and Vladimir Putin, now all linked together in an evil triangle where you have Voldemar Zelensky receiving funds from China, who's allies with Russia while Russia attacks. So while Russia attacks Ukraine, Ukraine is, may, is able to survive through Chinese funds who are allies with the person attacking Ukraine. Strange, isn't it? And then we've had a worldwide food crisis because of this, because the breadbasket of Europe is Ukraine and Russia, and the fuel basket is Russia. And it's strange that all the other World Economic Forum actors, Emmanuel Macron, Angela Merkel, Boris Johnson, when he was still in place, uh, Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Union, they just all buy into a boycott. Oh, they're, they're boycotting Russia because they're righteous people. Are they righteous people? Or are they purposely causing a fuel crisis in their country to make people powerless to come to the government to solve the problems the government caused? They're about to have, they have war, all of Europe right now is in the midst of a fuel crisis. They don't know how, by the way, Europe is not Florida. Europe isn't like most of the United States. This isn't like, you know, those of us who live in the South, that we have a 50 degree morning and all of us have our winter coats on. They're going to get up and it's zero degrees outside without the ability to heat their homes because of Ursula von der Leyen's boycott of Russian fuel. And just remember how that's all works together. Russia attacking Ukraine. Ukraine's fine. They're receiving billions from us, billions from China, who's allies with Russia. And then everybody in the European Union purposely causing a European Union-wide, and even, even wider than that, fuel crisis. Strange how it all works together. And then it will cause all of these people to come to the government for their solution to the problems that the government caused, leveraging you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. Now this is all predicated also, not just the war in Russia, but this is all predicated on the climate hoax, the climate change hoax. It's all a hoax. 
There is no climate change except for summer, winter, spring, and fall. There's no climate change. We put out the statistics on this show. The hottest, the hottest summers, the coldest winters, they're not now. They occurred 100 years ago. But yet they're using this again to, to up their power, to gain power over you, to leverage you into coming to them for their solutions, which will be a one world commerce system. And the only way for you to access their food, their fuel, their electric, that's why they want you to have electric cars because gas is freedom. You can get gas anywhere, but electric comes through a grid they will control. You come to them for your fuel, your electric, your food, your medicine, your freedom, your, your freedom to travel, your passport, all will be up to some bureaucrat. That's what they want. If you cordon off, if they control all the world's assets and you have to come to them for the assets, that's what this is about. And just so you know, if you, all you have to do is spend two seconds, study to show yourself approved, and you'll know this entire thing, this whole climate change hoax is a hoax. None of it makes any sense. It doesn't make uh, ec- ec- economic sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make environmental sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Here's an example of this Wittgenstein video titled Worrisome. Play it for me. We want to go all electric by 2035. Is it practical to do it now? Well, we can make this whole discussion easy with the two-letter word, no. There's no such thing, of course, as a zero-emissions vehicle. The real question is, where are the emissions associated with the electric car? Because what you do with an electric vehicle is you don't eliminate emissions. You export them somewhere else. You have to dig up about 500,000 pounds of material materials to make a single thousand pound battery. It takes 100 to 300 barrels of oil to manufacture a battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent of energy. Just manufacturing the battery can have a carbon debt rate ranging from 10 tons to 40 tons of CO2. And the plans that are in place to increase the use of batteries will require an increase in production of minerals like lithium, cobalt, zinc, Demand for those minerals will increase between 400% and 4,000%. There isn't enough mining in the world to make enough batteries for that many people for their car. There's not enough mining in the world, nor will there ever be. In other words, there's not enough minerals in the world to ever create all of these batteries that are going to be needed. They need hundreds of barrels of oil to create one battery. The mining, the industry, all that, all that it takes, all the machinery. And by the way, just remember, there are no zero emissions. Because the car doesn't emit emissions does not mean that the, the power company that's burning coal, burning natural gas, and burning fossil fuels to make that ele- electricity, which now they have to burn a lot more at the electrical grid, at the electrical company, to actually charge all of these electric cars. So the emissions just go up at the plant instead of on the road. There, it's emitted from the plant instead of the road. And it actually, the more electric cars you have, the more emissions there are because of all that it takes to actually make a battery. My producer Aaron just put this up. 100 to 300 barrels of oil to create a barrel worth of energy for an electric car. It's, I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. Right now in the European Union, it costs, it costs you more to charge your car than fill your car with, it, with gas. And and just remember that as you're paying more to charge your car, what's charging your car is the burning of fossil fuels. Peter Sweden tweet, France now talking about possibility of energy rationing and planned blackouts. Germany, some places have limited hot showers and indoor temperatures. It's all about control. Put a mask on. 
Six foot social distance. Lock your, lock your, lock your businesses down. Climate lockdowns have already begun. Switzerland talking about sending people up to three years in, in jail uh, if they heat their homes above 19 degrees Celsius, which I believe is 60 degrees. So if you heat your home up in the dead of winter to higher than 60 degrees, you know what? You could face a three-year prison sentence in Switzerland. But, but don't worry. You know, it's what amazes to me. I'm going to preach about this just a little bit tomorrow. Then nobody there. You have, you have big-name Christian leaders that actually go to Davos. Evangelics, you bring it back to me. You, that actually appear at Davos and have no idea what's going on. They get why? Because they're false prophets. If you don't know, you can't see Revelation 13 and 14 unfolding right before your eyes. The control mechanisms being put in place. These people have no solution outside of going to a government-controlled grid. Oh, it's not a government-controlled grid, Tom. These are private power companies. Really? Private power companies that have to meet ESG standards that they will be shut down by the government if they don't meet those standards? You really think that they're not controlled by the government? They have to have this many uh, transgender activists, homosexuals, women, migrants, whatever it may be, different races on their boards, or they will be shut down. This is what it's all about. To get you to, to buy an electric car that's hooked into a grid that they can shut down anytime they want. To get you to have digital currency, no cash, no gold, that they can shut off anytime they want. Wall Street Silver video, cobalt is a key metal in many types of lithium batteries. Here's how they actually get it. For all those compassionate liberals that are so concerned about holes in the ozone layer, climate change, they have to go climate change because there is no climate warming, there is no climate cooling, so then they have to go with climate change. Allegedly to save lives, you have, uh, you have uh, Kamala Harris saying that how that that many communities now are just spontaneously combusting, are on fire, she's literally on fire from climate change. Well, here's how they actually, if you want to replace fossil fuels, then you actually have to replace fossil fuels. Here's how they do it, play it for me. This is what the world's soaring demand for cobalt is doing to the Democratic Republic of Congo. Under each of these shelters are deep tunnels dug by hand. We're working very hard and digging very far to take this out, but we're getting almost nothing for it. The conditions are dangerous, but we're not paid for our level of sacrifice under the ground. And the sacrifices are great. The miners working here say when they enter the shaft, it takes them one and a half hours to climb all the way down and then through the narrow tunnels to reach the rock face where they're cutting out the cobalt. End of their shift, it takes them even longer to climb all the way back up. And it doesn't look safe at all. There are cracks in the sides of the earth and it's propped up with tree branches and thin timbers. You know, petrol power. There's the purveyors of compassion, the globalist left. Funny how they never care about people of color. They never truly do. That's where Bill Gates does all of his vaccine experimentations because he's been kicked out of India for, for paralyzing 496,000 kids. So he's kicked out of India, literally. He can't step foot in India. Or he's facing a just galactic lawsuit by the Indian Supreme Court. He's not allowed there. So he does all of his experimentations on people in Africa. And all, all of these purveyors of compassion, uh, purveyors of, of alleged anti-racism. I mean, look at the, and they want to drive around in their Teslas. This is how you make a Tesla. This is how you make an electric car. I think it's, I think it's a far more, I, I think it's far more compassionate 
to actually be making combustion engines with a person in some in the in the uh, United Auto Workers Union making eighty ninety thousand dollars a year than a guy who's making four dollars a day climbing an hour and a half down a tunnel and an hour and a half back up mining cobalt, don't you? But 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 I'm but but I'm the authoritarian. I'm the one who doesn't care about people. No, they're the ones. Whatever they project on you is exactly who they are. I'm talking about the globalist left. All right, Peter Sweden tweet. Did you know that Bill Gates has donated $319 million to different media outlets? Weird how the media never seemed to question why he is talking about climate change while also owning a collection of private jets. Strange, isn't it? You know, the, the media who allegedly is supposed to be reporting facts, we're supposed to be reporting data, supposed to be reporting news, we're supposed to challenge the man, the media is the man. All right, Windtalker tweet, here's some new stuff coming out of the European Union. Sounds great, doesn't it? Out of Switzerland, namely. Hello, SS. I'd like to report a neighbor harboring a young Jewish girl. Make sure you follow Windtalker uh, on Twitter. Sweet, look at the bottom from zerohedge.com. Swiss social media a buzz over rat out your neighbor energy use posters. Here's a little snippet. Here's an article. Here's a little piece out of the article. As Switzerland takes drastic, well, Swiss social media buzz over rat out your neighbor energy use policy. Now, didn't, isn't, isn't it us here at the TLP who said that they're going to switch off of COVID and on to climate change, then back to COVID, then back to climate change. Let me just use the simple media uh, uh, meter as an example for you. What they do is say you got 100% of your rights. They take away during COVID 80% of them. And the Republicans are fine with it. Even Trump was fine with it. And then they, then they, they give you back 40% of the 80%, right? Or they give, you, they give you half of that back. So you've lost 40% of your rights. But since they gave you, four, they gave you half of it back, Now you're happy because you believe you're gaining ground, but you've lost your original 40% of your rights. That's exactly what they will do. Climate change, COVID. Climate change, COVID. Every day, taking another percentage, another 2%, another 3%, or big swaths of 10%. Then you'll have the alleged, the alleged synergistic tension, Republicans who allegedly are fighting for you on Capitol. I'm not talking about the real ones. I'm not talking about the Thomas Masseys, the Jim Jordans, the Ron Johnsons, the Rand Pauls that are actually fighting for your rights. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about establishment Republicans who will then come back and say, you know what? We know that you've had 70% of your rights taken, but you know what? We've reduced that to 47% of your rights taken. Look at us fighting for you. But wait a minute. I had 40% of my rights not two weeks ago. I know, but then 70 was taken and we got it back down to 40, 47%. So you actually lost 7%, but we're fighting for you. And the next thing you know, you got 50%, and then the Republicans break it down, and they got you back down to 49%. And then you have 60 to 7%, and then they got it to 58%. And notice how it never actually goes down. It just goes up slower. It's the illusion of the establishment Republican Party. Does that make sense to everybody? Here's the article. As Switzerland takes drastic measures to reduce its gas use this winter. Why? Why reduce your gas use? Well, well, how do, why reduce it? Emissions are going to come from somewhere. Why reduce your gas usage? It's going to come from somewhere, including fines up to three years in prison for citizens who violate new regulations. A viral poster. This is real. This is real. This is not right-wing conspiracy. This is real. A viral poster circulating on Swiss social media telling citizens to rat out neighbors heating their homes above 19 degrees. So I was wrong. I thought it was 60 degrees. 66 degrees has raised eyebrows. Does the neighbor heat the apartment to over 19 degrees? Please inform us. Reads the poster. That's what it says. Does the neighbor heat the apartment to over 
19 degrees Celsius. Please inform us. And these are the same people that call us right-wingers Nazis. Who is it that mass censors? Who is it that wants you to rat out your neighbors? Who is it that slaughters the unborn to 40 million a year? Who is it that makes you show your papers and take experimental Mengula vaccines? And then they call you the Nazis? No, no, we are not the Nazis. We are the freedom fighters. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Who wants to eliminate the church? Who wants to mass censor? Who is it that takes us down under the guise of misinformation and disinformation? The globalist leftist Nazis. Now here's here's an example. If you're a Democrat, you will have a crime-ridden, 40% increase of violent crime city. You will have that. But I guess, you know, since it's a liberal utopia like Jackson, Mississippi, that at least you'll have a clean climate, right? Well, here's the water out of Jackson, Mississippi, controlled by the Democratic Party and the globalist left for decades. Here's their water. Play for me, Will. There you go. You don't need to see too much of that. There's, I know that's a little bit old, but I just wanted you to see it. Let's move on to perversion because if they can't get you with climate change, they can't get you with vaccines, they'll get you with perversion. American Principles video, graphic content. Here's Gretchen Whitmer. Play it for me. See what Gretchen Whitmer wants in your school. I can't wait to have your in my mouth. I'm going to give you the job of your life. Then I want you inside me. This is the kind of literature that Gretchen Whitmer wants your kids exposed to. Why does the governor want your kids exposed to this? And believe it or not, it's not just about advocating and advancing perversion. It's actually about controlling you. Because if you don't call a him or her or a he, a, a she, whatever it is, when it's actually a he and you don't call her a she, they'll end up arresting you for it. That's their goal. Right now, that's they're ushering in perversion to control you. And plus, they're just perverts. Here's Dana Nessel. She's actually the attorney general in Michigan. They're all power perverts. Play for me. A problem for kids who are seeking a good education? Drag queens. Okay? Let me say this. Drag queens, not only are they not hurting our kids, drag queens make everything better. Drag queens are fun. Drag queens are entertainment. Um, and you know what I'll say that was totally not poll tested? I say this, a drag queen for every school. That, that is what would be fine for a kid and lift them up when they are having emotional issues. She's the chief law enforcement officer for the state of Michigan. Why does she care about drag queens in schools? Because that's who these people are. They, there's no delineation at all. Letitia James, all the Soros bought and paid for attorneys, generals, and district attorneys, they're all the same. They're not, they don't care about, obviously, our violent crime rate is up 40% in this country. They don't care about solving crimes. They don't care about arresting criminals. They care about advocating the globalist leftist narrative, propagating, gaslighting the globalist leftist narrative. And part of that leftist narrative is to usher your kids into the acceptance of perversion and perversion itself. Chuck Cholesterol tweet. And just real quick too on Dana Nessel. She's right now, she's the attorney general of 
of Michigan, she is investigating her political opponent. That sounds eerily familiar, doesn't it? Joe Biden investigating his political opponent. But you're the Nazis. Isn't that what the Nazis did? Investigate their political opponents? Jail their political opponents? Falsely prosecute their political opponents? Breaking report from Chuck Cholesterol, Michigan Attorney General, Dan Neville, here it is. Appoint special prosecutor to investigate her GOP opponent weeks before the election. Go to this next one. Look at this. Lives of TikTok video. Play it for me, Will. There's no audio on this. I mean, this is what's, this is our country. This is the United States. Look at that poor little child. That's, a, that's just a little kid standing there watching that. That's a man with prosthetic breasts on him surgically attached to his body and dancing i i you can't even call it provocatively it's just disgustingly in front of basically a toddler look at the kid transfixed on it it's about ushering your child into perversion it's about making perversion normal for a child and then ushering them into the perversion itself we in the church need to call these things out no more holding back no more equivocating it is time for us to speak the truth we are back be, be join me again next week 8 30 tuesday love you so why give to the tlp it is for freedom that christ has set us free but that's not the end of it stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery we do not gauge our words We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom in victory in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible. 